Okay. Welcome back, everybody. Hammer Time, season two now. And thank you all for joining. Thank you all for listening. Uh, last year was really, really well. It went really, really well. We had a top 10% shared globally podcast. We were up, help me be, somewhere over 100 units between college football and NFL, right? Somewhere in there, B. Yep. Yep. We um, hit the Heisman future. We did really well in the college football playoffs and the finale with Georgia and TCU. Uh, that was the easiest side ever, the most lopsided score I've ever seen in one of those big games. Overall, I think we did really, really well. Probably better in NFL than college football, but can't complain. Won't complain about any of that. So uh, as far as it relates to this season, we are going to treat this year just a little bit differently on the college football front. I am, at least. I'm only going to give out five or ten picks per week. Last year, I got really carried away, and some some weeks I really ended up almost betting every single game on the slate. Each episode this year, I guarantee, is going to be less than 20 minutes. We are going to get rid of a lot of the analysis and 30-plus-minute episodes. So each episode will be a brief recap of the prior week, the season, a return on investment percent, win percent, etc. Then I'm going to go straight into the 5-10 to 10 games that I'm betting that week. People ask for parlays and underdogs or money line picks. So I'll give those. We will not be counting underdog, big underdog money lines or parlays toward our record, though. We will just keep mine and your record be against the spread. Uh, so that is all that we'll actually like officially keep track of. B is also going to give his picks every week with his analysis, and the rest of the time spent in the podcast will be fan and listener dependent. So that would require either suggestions, comments, whether you guys do or don't like the episodes that we're doing, what you guys think we could add in the future, and kind of let the fans and listeners decide the direction that we go in each podcast. We could sit here and do analysis for five or ten games for easily 20 minutes, but I don't think that people really want to hear that for 20. I think they'd rather hear us talk about different things, and that's something we're going to be much more open for exploring the uh this year so that's just a little update on what season two has to hold uh so let's just recap the summer looking forward the summer we hit the winner for the kentucky derby i hit the trifecta exacta and the winner for the preakness victor hovland for the memorial b and i also rode lsu in the college world series and on the books for guests to join this show this year we have Thanks to B, Taylor Mathis, who I think is probably, would you think she's probably the biggest female sports betting person that you know of, B? She's up there. I mean, I I don't do as much of this as you do, but, um, you know, I've done a little research on her and she's got, you know, well over 55,000 followers on Instagram and, you know, is on multiple shows and whatever. And, you know, she, she's a very respected practitioner. So, uh, yeah, she's pretty big time. Yeah, she is big time. Her and Kelly in Vegas are the two that stick out to me the most just from afar. I think they both have somewhere when you combine their Instagram and Twitter, each one of them, I think has around 275,000 followers. So that is pretty massive. So first guest we'll have is Taylor Mathis. She's already agreed to do it and we'll try to get her on sooner than later. 
uh, an open-ended, never-expiring uh, open invitation is always on the table for Dacucci. I think you agree. You with me there? Love Dacucci. Very, um, very intense, very entertaining fella. And uh, just a good dude, man. Always enjoy interacting with Dacucci. We had a lot of fun with him last year. We did. And he gave out some really solid picks that week that he joined us. He was, I think, three and one or something, something pretty good he had a pretty good record i do remember that and his analysis is just pretty good he's very very into the stuff and very entertaining like you said that's the best probably the best word to describe him he's an entertainer for sure i would not be shocked if in the future he has a job at barstool or something like that he's been on their show on pick central as a caller and a guest so he is a pretty well-known guy he's definitely made his uh, presence known in the twitter sphere and the sports gambling world Dakuchi, that's an open uh, invitation for you whenever you want to come back. I know you listen to some of these. And the third, for the time being, the third guest that we'll have on, this is just everything we have lined up so far. Other things will fall into place. The third guest is going to go unnamed for the time being, but just so everybody is aware and clear, it's uh, a lesser-known person or individual, but he did bet a million dollars on the Reds on July 4th, and that's not an exaggeration. So some big guests, some big names. Uh, so the format for this, for the rest of this preseason, next episode, be you and I are going to talk about Big Ten and SEC. We'll give conference champion predictions, over-under win season totals, and we'll follow that same kind of blueprint for the big 12 acc the pac 12 mountain west and a little bit of mac because i know you love the mac same thing though all conference champions over under win totals etc maybe players to follow or, or look ahead for draft i know out of the feedback that i have gotten people do want to know that stuff they want to know which players are going to be most draft eligible or highest draft value and i thought that was a little odd request but i think that's something we could probably maybe look into i'm not up to speed on all of that as much b are you are you um i'm not up to speed on much of anything on you know july 5th but um we'll certainly do the research my question is you know can we make money placing um future bets on draft picks is that why people want to know that information because if we if we can uh, turn that into coin then i'm i'm very interested yeah i agree i just think those numbers vary so much around draft time and really i think the only people that really know and not even the players is the organizations you know like i hate to i hate to even mention it but that will levis stuff is a prime example of that as the people thought or you know people ran with this idea that he would maybe get drafted in like the top 10 and then falls all the way back in the second so i don't know I, I just think that stuff is so unpredictable i don't see the stock in that but if people want it then that's what we're here for we can try to give it so i'll i do promise i'll i'll at least look into some of that stuff and try to put some of that stuff out there same yeah, so let's look ahead for some of these non-conference games. If any of these stick out to you, B, or you feel any strong uh, sort of way about any of these, you let me know. But I thought this was pretty cool looking at some of these. Some are conference, some are most are non-conference. But Notre Dame gets Ohio State, Clemson, and USC. 
The backyard brawl goes to Morgantown this year and what I imagine is going to be just as good of a game as last year in Pittsburgh. I was there. That ripped my heart out. West Virginia also goes to Penn State this year. You skip over to Dion in Colorado, and they get to show what they're made of against the college football sensation TCU from last year. Florida-Utah rematch, Texas-Alabama rematch, and here's this is for you, B. For the first time since 1987, do you know what I'm going to say? I don't. Miami of Ohio gets to play Miami-Florida. <laughs> yeah, um, just so you know, Miami was a university before Florida was a state. <laughs> is that true? That is true. Really? Hmm. Hey, can we go back to that Notre Dame-Ohio State game? Um, isn't that game at Notre Dame this year? Yes. Yeah. In put, Columbus. Put, a star, put a star by that game because I, I think that's going to be uh, very telling in what potentially happens at the end of the season with the playoff. You do. Okay. All right. So we'll star that one, Notre Dame-Ohio State. And then um, I think that Miami-Miami is going to be a, eventually turn into a track meet, but – an interesting game, nonetheless. And then you have um, LSU, Florida State, North Carolina, South Carolina. These are cool games for rivalry purposes, and those are actually on week one, with with a few of those matchups that I already mentioned that being week one to open up the season. So that's kind of crazy. That's a into it sort of college football schedule, which we really aren't really all that used to seeing. So I, I think there's a lot of big games. Any other big games on there stick out to you, B? I think that Texas-Alabama no, is going to be pretty telling as well. A couple of teams stick out to me that you mentioned. These were on my list to bring up, so I might as well do it now. Do it. Um, Phil Steele has the Miami of Ohio Redhawks as his number eight most improved team in the country this year. What? So I, I think – I. I think it's going to be a real dogfight between Miami of Ohio and your Ohio Bobcats for the Mac East this year. So that's a game when, when Miami plays Ohio, that's a game I might even want to go watch in person. Wasn't it at Miami last year? <sighs> Don't remember. And I, and I, and I haven't looked. Well, um, I thought you guys were there, which is why I asked, weren't you there for that game? Cause I was thinking about joining you. You know what? You're right. Yeah, that's yeah. why. So it's a, definitely at OU. It's in Athens this year, which I'm yeah. not opposed to going to. I would go. All right. I the would. other little tidbit, um, again, full credit to Phil Steele. He has the toughest schedule in the nation um, going to the Florida Gators, and that makes things pretty tough in year two for Coach Napier, who I like. You like um, him, yeah. So, you know, you just mentioned <laughs> – if Miami of Ohio would somehow uh, somehow go in to uh, Florida and knock them off in the swamp, that'd be something. And uh, that I remember when I was actually a student at Miami of Ohio and Ben Roethlisberger um, <laughs> went down to LSU and took them down at uh, Death Valley. Really? So, uh, it can happen. It can happen then. Okay. Big Ben, that's uh, yeah, that's that's my guy. That's a Steelers guy there. That's uh, maybe not my guy, but Steelers guy. So, 
Yeah, that's good, man. That's awesome. So that is good to know. That's actually some valuable recent, uh, I guess, semi-recent history there. So, yeah, do you have any other big teams on, just on that list even there that we talked about? Like I said, like Texas-Alabama, that's going to be an unbelievable game. You're saying Florida, and I haven't read much Phil Steele, but Florida getting Utah in that rematch, I believe that was at Florida, so this one will be at Utah. That will be a tremendous game. That will be awesome. Do you think yeah, I don't I don't have their schedule thoughts on Colorado? <laughs> I think um I think it's going to be interesting. I um you know, obviously a lot of hype. Colorado had like standing room only crowd for their spring game. I mean, they more than sold that game out. There were thousands of people in the parking lot for the spring game, yep. which you know, most of you guys know, they have trouble you know, getting people to go to those games if you, you know, give them a free refrigerator to show up, you know. So that that's how the tide has changed in Boulder. I, you know, now can they can they transform that into W's on the field in that conference and with the national schedule they play? I don't know. I mean, if they win, if they win six games this year, I'll consider it to be a, you know, a huge year one for Coach Prime. Well, and I think their over-under win total is set, last time I looked, somewhere around four and a half. And I, I would honestly take or lean towards taking the under. And we will get into that in a different episode. But, yeah, yeah, but that is – yeah, I just want to know your thoughts there. All right, so let's real quick – we'll rapid fire through these. We're already approaching that 15-minute mark. So we can uh, – 15 to 20 is what we said there. So we'll try to keep it there. So I have three teams here that I'm listed for – fully expect them to be relevant for the college football playoffs. And one is a cupcake. The other two are not necessarily cupcakes. So I want to know your three and I'll give you my three. I'll give you, I'll give you two. Yep. Wisconsin and Texas A&M. Okay. You expect them to be relevant for the college football playoffs. And I'll give you a third Notre Dame. Really? Okay. That is sticking your neck out there. We will come back in due time and circle these ones, uh, circle the wagon here fully and see how we did. I have, this is my cupcake, obviously. I think Georgia. Georgia, I think, is going to win it again this year. Um, Michigan, I don't know that you can say this is a cupcake, but I fully expect them to win the Big Ten, and I think that they are going to be back here again. And then my biggest one where this could go really south, but I feel confident in it, I do think that they're going to win the ACC, and I like them a lot as Clemson. And um, now let's skip over on the other side, and we're on total opposites here. Three teams you expect the wheels to fall off of or maybe look to fade them against the spread. I think TCU is going to have a tough year. Yeah, I agree. Um, that's really the only – team that I'm looking to fade even though I, I like them and you know love their season last year uh, I know you're loaded for bear with information for all, so I'll get my last one out of the way um, I think you'll find this humorous as, as much as I hate to say it I think the Hawaii uh, Rainbow Warriors are going to win more football games this year than the Cincinnati Bearcats. <laughs> I actually don't disagree with you. And real quick, while we're on it, because I actually forgot to tell you this, and, and the listeners, I am updating the cover art for the podcast. 
and we're going to do a graffiti emoji style cover art with me and B on an island like the Rainbow Warriors with a rainbow flying in the background. <laughs> oh, boy. We'll have elephants, you know, like the Crimson Tide. We'll have a couple tigers for like LSU and Clemson. Maybe don't some... put, hey, what? Don't. What? Don't go nuts with the rainbows on there or people get the wrong idea. Yeah, I know, I know. We're just going to do one with the little Rainbow Warrior logo in the middle of it so people are very clear on what's going on. But, yeah, so we will be updating the cover art for the podcast. That's the, the big hey, thing. My, in my last comment, and then I'll let you take it away, yeah. is um, I'm already envisioning the Cincinnati Bearcats at West Virginia Mountaineers game it's toward the end of the season in November, and by that week, both fan bases, I think, are going to be completely disgusted with the seasons their team has turned in. So it's just going to be a matter of who walks out of that game more frustrated, uh, Lambo or the Cincinnati Bearcats fans who travel to Morgantown. I, I can already envision it. I think it's going to be a really fun weekend either way. Um, can't wait for it. That'll be an unbelievably fun weekend. I mean, that that's going to be one for the record books, I think. Um, so I, I'll just go three quick teams here. I expect I expect the wheels to fall off of, and I'm going to fade, fully fade this year. And I normally wait to do this, but these are just three teams I'm looking at right now. Number one, this is where you do not get rich doing this, but I'm doing it this year, Alabama. I'm going to look to fade Alabama. I am also going to look to fade the team that won me a lot of money last year and the person who I put the Heisman future on before the season, USC. And last but not least, Notre Dame. I'm looking to fade them. So I know you're big on those Notre Dame and Alabama. I'm, I'm looking to fade, and I actually think the wheels kind of fall off there. Uh, two sleeper teams, maybe outside of the top ten, that I expect to be very, very relevant and probably also in that same little hunt for the for the playoffs i have four but i'm gonna stick to i'll I'll give you them but i'll just be very brief wisconsin you already mentioned south carolina they're like preseason gonna be around 30 or 35 i think they're gonna be number i think in the top 15 by the end of the year that's a great pick south carolina yeah i love them south carolina um Here's one that will really make you laugh, B. Iowa. I think Iowa is going to be a top 15 team. And the last but not least, this is kind of cupcake, Oregon. I think Oregon is going to be probably in the top 10 by the end of the season. Hmm. And do you have any there, any outside maybe the top 10 you think are going to be pretty relevant? No. No, I won't waste your time with any of that. I've I've, I've thrown out a couple teams. Well, and give me one person this year, college football player, you expect to give me a good Heisman run. I have one person in mind that I'm thinking of. Sam Hartman. You like Sam. I like Sam, too. I'm going with Cade Klubnick, the quarterback for Clemson. I think he's going to give a really good run this year. Um, and, I, and, and I know it's going to sound like I'm a big Notre Dame fan. I'm not. I'm just um, – you know, I, I th- for whatever reason, I think they're going to have a good year. And yeah. if they can knock off the Buckeyes at home, um, that would be huge for them. I agree, and I'm with you. And I think this is a down year for maybe some other teams. And I think that, you know, 
you never know what can happen. You really never know. So we'll see. And we will come back here and we'll discuss all of it on the next episode. Thank you guys again for listening. Thank you for your time. We're going to win a lot of money this year. And I cannot wait to do this again. Season two, Hammer Time, brought to you by House of B and Kenny Betts. B, thank you for joining me, buddy. We'll be back. Thanks for having me. All right. We'll talk, man. See you later, dude.